0: Determining the right ablation approach for persistent atrial fibrillation is complex and visual electrogram-based ablation success requires a fair amount of experience and training. What if AI could match the experience of trained EPs to analyze electrograms and identify areas of interest in real time? The founders of Volta Medical, a French startup, have developed AI software to do just that. You're listening to Let's Talk MedTech. I'm Amanda Peterson, Senior Editor at MDDI, and in the studio with me today is Teo Mordurides, CEO and Co-Founder at Volta Medical. So without further ado, let's talk medtech. So Teo, tell us a little bit about Volta and the technology the company is developing to treat
1: atrial fibrillation. I co-founded this company in 2016 with uh, three physicians, three cardiologists, uh, cardiac electrophysiologists, in fact, and uh, we developed AI software solution to guide cardiac electrophysiologists in the EP lab. And so our first device is an AI solution that tries to detect abnormal electrograms, abnormal data uh, during an AFib ablation procedure. And to basically give some very simple cues to uh, cardiac electrophysiologists on where um, on where they should ablate to optimize um, the the ablation strategy, uh, or at least on on where uh, abnormal regions um, are present in the heart. So it's basically a mapping technology okay. uh, that helps to understand where. Um, where abnormal regions are during the procedure.
0: Yeah, and that actually answers my next question as you were talking about it. I thought to myself, uh, well, this sounds like mapping (laughs) technology. So um, what sets this apart from other mapping technologies that are on the market?
1: So the main difference is that we have a data-driven approach, uh, meaning that we are not really trying to base our technology on a mechanistic approach or on some understanding of AFib, but rather we are trying to mimic clinical expertise at its best. Uh, So we are trying to reproduce um, clinical expertise that that has already shown some um, clinical um, benefit for the patients Uh, And we are trying to reproduce this using machine learning and using AI approaches. So I think this is the big difference. And at some point, the goal will be to even go beyond human experience and to try to find ways to bring intelligence into the EP lab to optimize the ablation strategy and to optimize patient outcome. Okay, cool.
0: And I understand that you just recently... uh completed enrollment for uh, tailored AF a clinical trial. And I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about the details of that trial in terms of number of patients enrolled, primary endpoints, um, and how long patients will be
1: followed. Yes. So tailored AF um, is a very ambitious international large-scale clinical trial. Uh, it is a multi, a prospective multicentric randomized clinical trial uh, involving 30 centers, uh, more than 50 physicians in five countries. Uh, We have enrolled a total of 374 patients and these patients will be uh, followed up for uh, one year um, with a very stringent follow-up and we will be looking at uh, freedom from AF after one procedure as our primary endpoints. and then we have multiple secondary endpoints on freedom from any arrhythmia after one or several procedures, uh, for instance.
0: Okay, great. And um, I imagine that uh, helping with that is the the recent uh, financing that um, you guys announced earlier this year—a Series B. Is that correct?
1: Yes because a Series B of 46 million euros, uh, led by VenSana Capital, and uh, um, also involving our historical investors, um, such as Gilde Healthcare, uh, which is a very large uh, medtech VC firm based in the Netherlands, um, as well as um, also Group pastor Mutualité, who is our historical investor.
0: I know you can't really... Uh speak for the investors but when you're when you're pitching to um your investors uh what when do you kind of see the the light bulb go off and the uh, dots connect and and you know that you've got them you know that they're interested in, in investing in in the technology
1: If you look at a uh, technologies and mapping technologies in the past uh, basically no technology has really managed to um help patients beyond the current standard of care, which consists of isolating the pulmonary veins. And if you look at the landmark trials for persistent atrial fibrillation patients and redo patients, so complex patients, you will see that results and outcomes are basically stagnating at around 50, 60%, um, independently of the, the time of the, of the trial. Um, so really the, the promise of our technology is that we can uh, really breach this ceiling uh, and uh, reach much better outcome for patients in a very um, large uh, patient population. uh, Also an underserved underserved patient population, uh, which translates into a very large market of approximately $8 billion. And also a fast-growing market that grows approximately of 15% per year. Uh, so the promise is uh, is strong. Uh, we have already some promising data, uh, and we will see how it goes with Taylor DF. But I think that's the first component. And the second component is about is about the, the potential of AI in medicine and in uh, cardiac electrophysiology, more specifically today basically every single procedure is really a missed opportunity to learn from it. Um, And we are trying to collect data and to annotate data in a way that will help us to learn from each and every single case that each and every single procedure that is being performed. Uh, And we hope that this can really need to break through technologies and break through innovation and drastically help patients on the long term. So uh, this is really the second component, I think, that is uh, very exciting about the the company and about the technologies that we develop.
0: Yeah, so so very data-driven, like you had mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. What brought you personally to Volta Medical? Were you in medtech already?
1: So, no, no, I was uh, in university, actually. Uh, and so I was specializing in applied math. Um, I was a data scientist, um, and I didn't necessarily thought I would go into med tech. I was quite interested about biology um, as a whole, but uh, not really particularly about med tech. So uh, it's really because I met uh, one of the one of the physicians um, that Volta started. Uh, And it really started as a scientific project, also as an academic project, to try to see if we could automate um, a clinical expertise that had uh, um, already demonstrated um, uh, some clinical benefits. Uh, So this was really the project at the beginning. And soon we realized that we needed to grow an entrepreneurial project if we wanted, if we, if wanted to have the appropriate funding to go through the clinical evidence and go through the technology development uh, stages.
0: And then uh, a, a little birdie told me uh, before the call that uh, that you have a performing arts background too.
1: Uh, yes, I. Uh, I mean, I. Uh, I am. Uh, I, as a hobby, I. Uh, I don't know how to really say it in English, but I do some theater. Uh huh. So yeah. So I play uh, in theaters. Uh, in uh, in Marseille every year. Uh, I prepare um, a play every year. Awesome! uh, Yeah, it's uh, very very exciting and very inspiring, I would say.
0: Do you have a favorite role that you've played? Uh,
1: Yes, I played a guy named André uh, in a theater play named um, Le Repas des Faux. I don't know how to translate it in English, basically. Um, it's about a group of friends that are celebrating uh, an anniversary uh, during the Second World War. And suddenly, um, a German uh, military man comes into the apartment and asks for two hostages. And uh, they spend the entire dinner selecting the hostages amongst them. Oh, wow. And so this is a very uh, thrilling uh, and uh, tense, uh, basically, a theater play, yeah. It's written to,
0: them. yeah, very sounds very entertaining. Um, and I love period pieces, too. Um so i I just I was interested in asking about that because I'm a big believer in um, you know, people in med tech have uh, diverse backgrounds and um come, all come come from different have different experiences and i think that that all feeds into what you do um you know when you're when you're at the company too so um just um i wondered if you draw from that experience in any way as you know as, as you're leading this company
1: yeah, it's funny because uh, actually even inside the company, we have a lot of uh, people who have diverse backgrounds and also really strong hobbies and um, in, into arts. So we have a lot of musicians uh, amongst the co-founders, but also amongst the the, the entire team. Actually, we, we have a lot of people that are into arts. And I do think it helps to uh, communicate. Uh, for me, I think theater helps me to um, yeah to, to communicate to energize uh, the teams um probably to pitch also at some point yeah uh, to pitch the story um so yes i think it uh, helps to also structure people and uh, i think that we should um, you know uh, as uh, as company executives we should try to um, help people uh, uh, not sure they are uh, not sure they are Um, their hobbies and they are also like like enrich their 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 personal I would say backgrounds and uh yeah
0: for sure it helps to boost that quality of life when you know that your company is behind you and supports your outside interests as well as internal activities so going back to Volta What are your next steps? Where do you go from here now that you've got the financing and you've completed the tailored AF trial enrollment?
1: So I think we are really excited uh, about the next steps. So we obviously have this flagship uh, randomized clinical trial that is going to come up uh, early next year in 2024. But we have also uh, other um, endeavors and other avenues that we are pursuing uh, inside VOLTA to help patients with uh, of our cardiac arrhythmias, and to further dig into AFib, try to see how we could continue to improve patient lives. Uh, and the AI route is a long route because it's a difficult one, especially in interventional medicine. But I think it's uh, probably it would be a rewarding one uh, because we already see um, some traction and we already see some uh, very promising early results with our technologies.
0: It's kind of a risk reward thing that you know the the low hanging fruit doesn't get you the the higher reward. It's the things that you take. Um, the, the bigger challenges are what lead to bigger rewards, right?
1: Exactly. And I think patience is really needed in medtech for sure. Uh, the cycles are quite long. So developers and data scientists are not used to to such type of such cycles. but uh, it's really rewarding when you see that you have an impact on patients when you have an impact on procedures. Uh, We have had patients that have had you know one procedure, two procedures, three procedures that were all unsuccessful and they are they come back for you know a fourth procedure without any hope basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And suddenly they get rid of their AFib. And so this is really very rewarding for us.
0: For sure. Exciting. For sure. Exciting. This has been Let's Talk MedTech, and thanks again to Teo of Volta Medical for joining us today. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics for Season 2 of the podcast, so make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, visit us at www.mddionline.com for all your MedTech news and industry insights.